Tuesday. It's the thought that counts, but diamonds are forever. You don't think they're too big, do you? She could use them to signal passing ships. Who's the boss? Then Ben makes a friend in the dumpster. What were you doing in the dumpster? Christmas shopping for my... Growing pains. Tuesday. Show me that smile Sitcom, all ye faithful. Hey, remember Robin Thicke? Remember when he used to be a thing? Yeah, he was. He had a song. Uh, you know, he sort of stole it, sort of, kind of. But um, yeah, he was. He was a thing for a while. I think. I think he's like on the Masked Singer now, or one of those shows. So, uh, great job, buddy. Well, anyway, before there was Robin Thicke, there was uh, Mr. Alan Thicke as Dr. Jason Seaver on the television program Growing Pains. Show me that smile again. Show me that smile. Don't waste another minute on your crying. Folks, today I watched an episode of Growing Pains from December 16th, 1986. I was 10 years old. I was totally into this show. This was back in the day when Alan Thick, God rest his soul, had a had a wonderful thick head of hair. Uh, this was the show that spawned Leonardo DiCaprio. Okay, I mean he he wasn't on these early seasons. Uh, this is the show that that gave the world a teen heartthrob by the name of Kirk Cameron before he became 
a crazy uh a crazy man a crazy like weird overly religious nut job kooka bird uh kirk cameron you know but back then back then he was cool he was cool mike Seba. he was the cool dude look when it comes to the cameron family i'm Ca- i'm candace all the way one thousand percent okay she's she's the reason that i i watched fuller house okay all right um, anyway, it's not about Kirk Cameron specifically. It's not about uh, the wonderful Candace Cameron. It's not about Alan Thicke. This is my Alan Thicke. My, I'm Dr. Jason Seaver, Michael Seaver. I forget. Like um, Jim Carrey did a good Alan Thicke once. It was pretty funny. Um, so we got Jason Seaver, Maggie Seaver, Carol Seaver, Mike Seaver, Ben Seaver. The Seavers are all together, and it's Christmas Eve. Isn't that perfect? We don't see any... There's really only one other person in this whole episode. It's just the Seavers. They never leave their house. Oh, no. They leave the house for a moment towards the end. But for the most part, it's just in the house. Do you remember at one point... I don't know why this. I had this flashback. There was a show called Hanging with Mr. Cooper. And I feel like it was either one season that they just took place in the Seavers' home. And I, I, I remember putting the show on going, What the hell? Are they doing? Did they buy the home from Dr. and Mrs. Seaver? Did Maggie Malone take her, her, her television career uh, to new heights and had to leave? I, like, what are they doing in this house? Anyway, folks, this show, when I thought of Christmas episodes, this is one of the shows that I didn't even have to look up. I don't think it's on any list of any great episodes, but it's just one that has always stuck with me because it's all about... Um, the Seaver family trying to give back and it almost, almost backfiring on them. Uh, this is the episode where Ben Seaver brings home a special friend on Christmas Eve. Our episode opens with Michael Seaver. Um, apparently he has psychic powers. He's, he's reading the gifts psychically. He's psychically going through these gifts and, um, like guessing what they are by weight by like kind of touching them, it's it is it is a little like strange that he has these powers. I don't know if these magic powers, are these if these are something where Kirk Cameron said, "I have magic powers. I shall guess these gifts." Um, but even like, I'm surprised he even wants gifts on Christmas. He doesn't just want to, you know, hang out and smoke some frankincense. I don't even know if that's a thing. Anyway. Um, it's a snowy, snowy day, and, and you know, they're going through the gifts. And he's doing he's, – he's guessing the gifts for Ben, too, like ben, but he's only telling him underwears and socks. He really wants the new compact disc player, which is funny calling it a compact disc player. Like even – I don't know if it was later. At some point, you know, CD. CD just became the term. You say compact disc, it's funny. Like, like I like to say to my wife, I'm, I have my cellular telephone if you need me. Instead of just phone or cell phone. Um, but the same thing with C- with CDs. You don't call them contact, compact disc. I got the new... I got the new... Um, the new... Uh, uh, <laughs> I can't think of a band that I was going to... The new Asia uh, compact disc it came out. Anyway, um, he's guessing these things. And uh, then we see Mr. Alan Thicke come in. Um, Jason Seaver. And he's like, what are, you, what are you guys talking about these gifts? This isn't the true meaning of Christmas. And he's like, I just told Ben that, that it's about giving, not getting. I'm like, yes, yes. So Ben's being told 
the true meaning of Christmas is giving. Uh, it's not about want, it's about giving. But uh, Michael's like, please, please go down to crazy Eddie, crazy Larry's, crazy something uh, stereo and computer place because that's where the CD plays only available for 150 And Jason's like, you know there are kids out there who would kill to have any, what you already have? First of all, what I would kill for is, is Alan Thicke's hair in this episode. It is stunning. Um, he's like, you know, for what you have, like, these kids would, you know, really uh, benefit from, you know, these kids would really, would love to have what you have already, you know? They don't even have this, and, and you want more. He's basically just trying to teach them a lesson. And then Mike turns it on Ben. He's like, see what you did? And then, of course, we get the, the, the fantastic credits. Season two. The season one credits didn't really have them in it at all. It was like um, all these old, uh, like, drawings of families, like all, all family art. And then once we hit the second season, we, we see, like, old photos of them growing up. And we get the, the updated, the first update, because they updated it a few times, the first updated version of the theme song with the duet. With the original, uh, it was just the, the one um, the one dude singing. And then, of course, we got the duet in the second season. So um, <clears throat> you think it's funny hearing about CDs. That is, you know, feels like very of the time. But actually, I, I, I would say it would be very of the time if it was 10 years later, 1996. 1986, CDs are like ridiculously like I that is very cutting edge I think I'm trying to think you know my first CDs were like 1989 1990 maybe is when I first got you know like started like using CDs instead of uh, tapes so 1986 my goodness the Sears family cutting edge uh, we cut over to um, Maggie and Carol are making Christmas cookies and uh, Mag- Maggie's like, oh, look at a, a, a Santa, a Christmas tree. And what, what is this, a bra? And Carol's like, no, it's a modem. And I'm like, what? A modem in 1986? It's shaped like a phone. Basically, I think it's one of these things where, and I knew a kid that had one, where you took your phone and you put their phone on the, the modem. So it was like, it was almost like it had a spot for the receiver and the, um, the earpiece. To, to sit on this modem, it would beep into the phone, and that's how it would connect, connect you know, to the, it, I wouldn't even say internet, because she's even saying, oh, this would help you do your stories. You could connect to any database all over the world. This is 1986. She's talking about the internet like this. I mean, it's not quite, I guess it is the internet. It's just not the web. There's no World Wide Web yet. And she keeps, she keeps wanting this modem, and I think she gets it. Because later on, they talk about these gifts that they've been hiding. Um, but I, I don't know. I don't know if, like, you know, this is the beginning of the Internet. The first time I probably would have heard about a modem actually probably was War Games, the movie War Games. That probably was the first time. And then maybe even Ferris Bueller. What do you want, little girl? You want to go outside? I'm talking about growing pains with all my listeners. Hey, all of you. Anyway, uh, so they're making cookies. And then Jason's like, look how it's snowing outside, dear. And it's like, uh, it's, I, I always remember they had that little back porch off their, um, their kitchen, with like a back entrance. And it was, it was like a glass, almost like a greenhouse. I always liked that. I always liked that part. Uh, so they're, they're all excited about, you know, getting ready for Christmas Eve dinner. And 
Mike is, you know, I think Mike's still just stewing about um, about wanting a CD player. He, that's all he cares about. And then Ben comes home and says, I did it. You know how you told me that uh, that giving is better than receiving? Well, I found, a ki- I found a kid in a dumpster. Like, what? Wait, what were you doing in a dumpster? Oh, I was shopping for Mike's gift. I thought that was pretty funny. And he goes, anyway, I was in the dumpster, and I found this kid, and we had no place to go, so I invited her home for Christmas. And they're like, what? Uh, what? Like, we're all for charity, but only talking about it, not actually doing it. And all of a sudden, um, Mike brings in this girl all wrapped up in blankets, and, like, her face is covered. It is like um, the stereotypical what you would think of a homeless person covered in blankets would look like. Uh, this the and they never they never knew her name. The episode's called "The Kid." She was known. I brought a kid home. This kid home. She called herself Nancy Reagan. Um, and this kid, when I tell you, now they're from. Um, are they in Chicago? Is that where they are? I don't remember exactly where um, Growing Pains is set. But this kid looked sounded like she was like right out of the Bronx. Hey, Mister. I don't want you calling the heat on me. Hey, mister, I don't need no charity. I'll just go. I don't need no shower. You're going to clean my stuff? Hey, like she was a sweat hog almost. And this uh, actress uh, is, the, is, called, is, called, is named Hallie Todd. And for you Disney friends out there, she is best known for playing Lizzie McGuire's mom in the Lizzie McGuire show. And in the Lizzie McGuire movie. And she was going to be in the Lizzie McGuire reboot. The Disney Plus uh, said we're going to do. And then they canceled and said we're not going to do it. So she was in. She's been. She's done a lot of TV over the years. Episode, episode here, there. She was in shows that never quite. Brothers. Going places. She was in seven episodes of Murder, She Wrote. So there you go. She had a recurring uh, role in Murder, She Wrote. Um Life with Roger. I feel like I know that show. But then, of course, her big break was uh, getting becoming the mom on Lizzie McGuire, uh, married to, uh, I believe, David Carradine? Not David Carradine. Um, whoever, the, whoever the dad is. You know, the nerd. Is it David Carradine? I want to say it is. I'm going off on a tangent here because I'm scrolling through Robert Carradine, Revenge of the Nerds. Anyway, this has nothing to do with Growing Pains except she's the kid who shows up. And she's the one who's like, she's the homeless kid that they bring in. And then they have a talk with Ben while she's waiting in the kitchen with Mike and Carol. And she moves a little and they jump back. They're afraid of her. Um, She's just eating stuff, eating food. They gave her some food. And Ben's like, I don't understand. Isn't this what you do? And Mike's like, we, uh, Jason's like, we told you, uh, you know, if you talk to a stranger, don't talk to a stranger because you don't know if they need help or if they're dangerous. Okay, that's that's a good thing. Their charity does begin at home unless it's our home. But they're like, well, what do we do? You know, um, do we should we actually do this? And then Jason goes into the kitchen and goes, listen, we've decided. Oh, uh, Carol says, let's get you cleaned up. So takes her for a shower. She's not quite into it. Uh, she's like, hey, why don't you go take a shower there, Mrs. Seaver? And... Um, they, he, Jason stays back with, uh, with Michael and Carol and says, listen, we're going to have her stay the night and she's going to stay for dinner. They're like, what? Are you crazy? You're out of your mind. That's just, they're like, that's childish or that's ridiculous. And then Maggie comes in and goes, now, guys, we already decided she's going to stay for dinner. And dad said she's going to stay for the night. 
what? Stay for the night? Are you out of your mind, Jason Siva? But they, um, they let her, oh, first she went to go to the bathroom. I'm sorry, at this point. That's when they're all like talking behind her back. She comes back and then Maggie's like, let's go upstairs and, and like get you in a shower because you smell like shit. She didn't say it, but I could see it in her eyes is what she wanted to say. So she, she's, first she says, a nice shower would be nice. And the girl's like, so go take one there. Hey, hey, a hickey from Kinnicky's like a hole, my God. So they, they go upstairs. And she's like, you know, I can wash your terrible, terrible raggy clothes. She's like, oh, right, Mrs. Siva, I don't want no, I don't want to put you out, nothing. And she goes to pick up all these, all these things, and she finds a switchblade knife, which she calls a pig sticker, which was interesting. Jason comes in, and he's like, I talked to the kids. And she holds up the knife. He's like, whoa, whoa, okay, okay. Oh, yeah, I bribed them into setting the table. He's like, okay, I won't bribe them anymore. It was, that was a funny moment because she had the knife in her hand, a switchblade. And... Um, She's like, he's like, you know what? I, I deal with kids like this all the time. Because uh, remember, he's a psychiatrist. He's like, you go take these terrible smelling clothes downstairs and wash them in bleach. He didn't say that. And I'll deal with her. And we'll make sure she doesn't get the knife back. And if there's a problem, we'll call the authorities. So he stays in the bathroom. Now, she comes out of the shower in a robe. I'd be like, whoa, dude, are you like a perv or something? He's like, how was your shower? It was fine. He goes, "Want to? What, what? What do we got there? Hey, that's my that's my blade." He's like, "Give me back." He goes, "You can't. We're not going to have." He goes, "We'd like to have our guests not be armed." He's fine. I'll take it. Give it to me, and I'll leave. He's like, "No, wait a second. He tries to talk to her because he's like, "Why did you run away? Um, you know what? Like nobody wanted me. Look, nobody hit me. Nobody touched me. Nobody wanted me. They didn't care." And uh, I think as a kid, I didn't quite understand the touch part, but okay, they they went there. And he's like, well, um, he goes, listen, I don't want you to, you're going to call a juvie on me. I ain't dealing with any stupid shrinks. He goes, well, you're out of luck because I'm a stupid shrink. And um, she's like, oh, geez, for all the dumpsters your son had to jump into. Um, But he has to talk with her. He's like, you don't know that they don't miss you. Because, you know, he goes, listen, there's a phone number there. They can't, they don't know where the call is coming from. You can give them a call. You You could just let them know you're alive if you want. She's like, hey, I don't know, mister. He goes, listen, um, and, and if anything, if you decide not to stay, the worst you could tell people is that, you know, hey, uh, the Seavers are a little corny, but we try. And he says, see, I'm not, I'm, you, you, you were wrong about me. Maybe you're wrong about your parents. And he leaves her. So then they get ready for, uh, for dinner downstairs. And um, Mike's in the perfect skinny leather tie. Uh, Maggie's setting the table. Ben's like, I'm in a suit. I look like a weenie. And then Carol, they're all getting ready. And then Carol comes downstairs and she's like, hey, everybody, look. And they dress this girl up in one of Carol's, you know, all cleaned up in a, in a nice, you know, one of Carol's outfits. Like, oh, you look so nice. And Ben's like, you even smell good. And then, um, Jason's like, now everyone go around the table and talk about something you're, you're thankful for, which I feel like is a Thanksgiving thing, but okay, that's fine. So they all go around the table. Ben's thankful that, that you know, he grew and Mike didn't. Mike's grateful that uh, he has a car. Carol's grateful that she got straight A's again and that this boy called her back. And uh, Maggie's grateful for her family and her career. Jason's grateful for everybody. And they're like, hey, what about, what about Nancy Reagan? Uh, oh, she didn't, she's like, I don't, eh, I don't get nothing. I don't want to say anything. It's like Mike's like, no, if we have to do it, you have to do it. We have to go through the torture. If you're going to be part of the family, you're going to deal with it. And she's like, fine. I'm thankful that Ben 
found me in the dumpster and I'm not outside freezing to death. And they're like, oh, I see. That's pretty bad. That's crazy. Okay, maybe we can eat now, I guess. Okay. Then, boom, that's the end of that. And then we cut to uh, nighttime. And it's nighttime. And now she's all dressed back up in her rags. She, she waits till everyone's asleep. And she sneaks down to the presents. And she grabs them. And she has this garbage bag she takes out. She starts putting all the presents in the garbage bag. She puts three or four in. Then she hears someone coming. So she goes, hides behind, um, like, around the corner. Jason and Maggie come down and said, oh, it was a good idea hiding these extra gifts in the attic. You ever think we have too much? We're very lucky. Like, oh, what are these gifts here? Look at all these surprise gifts. This from to, to Maggie from Ben, to Mike from Ben, to Mike, to Ben from Mike, to Mike from Mike. Like he sent him, he gave himself something. He goes, oh, look at this. It says to Nancy Reagan from Carol. To, to Nancy Reagan from Ben? Where did they have time to shop? She goes, look, to Nancy Reagan from Mike. He's like, huh. Maybe, um, you know, maybe our ki- we're teaching. Maybe we're teaching something about our kids, or maybe we taught our kids well, or maybe we're learning something about them, or something like that. It was some kind of thing. We're still learning things about them. How how good they actually are. And around the corner, we see the girl like she's crying and she's having second thoughts. You know, like oh, maybe I shouldn't steal from them. But the next morning, Ben wakes up, come, runs downstairs, and freaks out. There's nothing. There's no gifts under the table, under the tree. He freaks out. They all run downstairs. I can't believe it. I thought I was getting through to her. Ben, and they're like, I can't believe she robbed us. Mike goes, for all the dirty things, I'm going to go. She couldn't have got far. I'm going to go after her. Yeah, me too. And they're like, wait a second, wait a second. And, oh, you hear my dog? What do you, say? What do you got to say? Anything? No, nothing. So they're like, Let's, so they go to the door to run out and chase her, and boom, all the gifts are left there. She couldn't go through with it. Oh, you think, you think she had a, a, a change of heart? Or maybe, you know, she realized that the Seavers aren't that bad or something like that. So the girl went to steal everything, and at the last minute she realizes she just couldn't. Hopefully she took her gifts at least. Uh, and she didn't, she didn't end up taking anything. And they're like, oh, well, it's a Merry Christmas after all. Oh, I just dropped a spoon. And then we cut over to the girl cuddled at the bottom of a, of a phone booth. Remember phone booths, everybody? Luckily, she had a dime. She got up. She called. And she's like, hey, hey, daddy, it's Denise. And you, I assume the dad on the other end's like, Denise, my baby, what are you doing? She's like, I'm good. How are you? Merry Christmas, daddy. And, um, and then it goes, it cuts back, and you hear, oh, no, well, no, well, no, well. And then the end credits, where you, do, you don't see any, any people. You just see candles and decorations and Noel singing. And then it says, Merry Christmas to everyone from the, from the, uh, the, the gro- from Growing Pains. Did it say Merry Christmas, or did it say um, uh, Happy Holidays? This, this, is, this is the old days, so they say Merry Christmas. And he's, okay, little lady. I'm just uh, just finishing up here talking about a Christmas sitcom. Then we can go out. All right. 1986. Happy holidays from all of us here at Growing Pain. So it was happy holidays even then. Very good. Like that, that seemed very progressive for 1986. Um, uh, Kirk Cameron's like, what is this happy holiday stuff? I need to save Christmas. Didn't he do a movie called Saving Christmas or some garbage like that? Because Christmas is in trouble. Anyway, I'm doing a goddamn Christmas podcast, so Christmas is just fine. Um, so that's it. That's the episode. It's it, pretty simple. Like that classic charity, Ben brings someone home. 
the kids there, you know, they're doing their best to try to like accommodate this kid, maybe get through to her, maybe help her. You think all of a sudden, no, no, she steals from them. Then at the last second, you realize they actually did get through to them. So, my friends, that's it. That's Growing Pains in a nutshell. Growing Pains, the kid from 1986. Another season two episode. How many season twos have, have, we, have we touched upon this year? Um, okay. Yeah, you must have heard that one. Anyway, I'm going to go take my dog out because she wants to go out, I think. Oh, she just wants my attention. I can't tell. She's like on the top of the couch hanging over, looking at me at the, at the table. She's not at the door. She's completely not at the door. Now she's just staring at me. You staring at me? We got a problem here? We got a problem? Ah, I won the staring contest. So, my friends, um, that's it. You know where to find me on Twitter and Instagram. It's Geek Mentality. The website is fans.experts.com. The Facebook page, sometimes used as fans.experts. And the most important thing is you, the listener. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for subscribing. We'll see you tomorrow. But until then, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, and here is my theme song. This is my podcast. I made it. Geek Mentality is what I named it. And I think you should listen and subscribe. Cause I'm kinda funny and awesome I think that I'm worth your time And I'm kinda handsome My mom says Please listen and Please subscribe At least listen to this episode That's not expert